0: once again. Evan, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, well. (laughs) How are you doing, Taylor? Good. I bet you weren't expecting this to be the way that we started the episode, huh?
1: No way, but I'm so glad you started it this way because I don't know if I can handle a full podcast recording session of intensity. So thank you for just easing us right into this one i'm sure that helps with uh, the cup of tea that you have you've just kind of mellowed out for the night huh
0: yeah i'm on the i'm on the tail end of of the evening that's for sure and so we're going to we're going to not try to make this a hype-based episode but rather a reasoned (laughs) episode full of educated uh takes that uh are carefully vetted and um and peer-reviewed, um, so that's what you—that's that's what you can expect from us today. Um, but it is very good to be back uh, in the virtual studio with you, Evan. I'm, it's been a long time, and I've been missing it. So,
1: wow, I've been missing it too. Things have been crazy over here, in the, uh I was trying to think of a clever thing to say <laughs> over here in the Estes House. Things have yep. been moving pretty quickly. So yeah, uh, it's good to actually sit down and hash some things out, process all of the stuff that's been going on in the premier league.
0: Yeah. I think really that's what this is. It's like a kind of mutual therapy session because a lot of like, I don't know if you're the same way, but increasingly over the past couple of weeks, I've only been able to watch like one game a weekend at most. And so the rest of them, I'm like watching highlights and stuff like that. And so it'll be nice to kind of like compare some notes and just talk about our feelings about the league right now. Definitely. Um, Awesome. Uh, We're glad you all are along for the ride listeners. We're going to go ahead and start off by recounting um, the zombie league and the regular league um, just to give everyone a sense of where those stand. So Evan, if you've got the zombie league pulled up, do you want to, get us started by letting us know how that stands?
1: Yeah, totally. So just looking at it, um, one thing to note is uh, there's six people in the league, of course, and one first place through fifth place are all within 100 points of each other. Really? Which, in my opinion, 100 points based off of like normal fantasy, this late in the season, if you're still within 100 points, you technically have a shot. Yeah, um, you know we still have several game weeks to go, so I think, uh, you know, if you make up twenty points a week, uh, then you'll easily surpass the first place opponent. So that's kind of like where things are. Um, so uh, in first place, we've got Mom, Dad, Mom Memorial, and that's our own Wyatt Keener um, with sixteen hundred and thirteen points. We've got in second place, I.E. Brian's, that's me, Evanestis with. 1589. We've got uh third place the Bruce Matthews Will Spicer um at 1558. We've got fourth place, no room for resurrected, Jerry Groth, 1529. Um in fifth place is Taylor Hare, Virgil van Helsing with uh 1524, and then Eli Estes in last place, um Tongi and Zom. In Zombele, um, with 1,405 points. So definitely Eli is going to be in last, it looks like. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um,
0: could with, you just with, really with, quickly click through to Eli's team and see what has beleaguered him?
1: Yeah, let's take a look at that. That's, <laughs> because that's kind of remarkable. Quite, it's like, it, it is kind of wild that the top, like, five of the six are within 100 points and still close. Um. I mean, some things that I'm looking at right now that didn't pan out. um, Patrick Bamford was injured most of the season, if not all of it. Jack Grealish hasn't really solidified his place um, and become a dominant force in that Man City attack. Luke Shaw got hurt and also United are bad. And then uh, Buendia Mm. hasn't really... Hasn't really struck gold there. Jack Harrison, kind of, kind of more. I mean, he's a cheaper pick, but still, you did. You're probably not getting too much from him there. So, um, and also his captain was Kane, which was not is not bad um, at all. Considering I have Bruno captained. so oh, man, you know, yeah, I'm in second place. So his 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 captain shout is pretty good, um, but. Yeah, some of these players that just didn't come off, unfortunately. Wow. We well, also got Callum Wilson, who also is hurt at the moment. but at And has been point, for
0: almost all season, it feels like. Has been for,
1: well, since game week 22. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually got hurt in game week 19. Yeah. Anyway. So like half the season, I would say. So yeah, lots of injuries, I think, is what did it, mm-hmm. as, which is just unfortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah. I distinctly remember the fact that I picked Ben Chilwell on my team, and that was just like an absolutely. Brutal
1: yeah, me too.
0: Game. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, well, let's uh, put the zombie team to rest for the moment and um, talk <laughs> Very about. Corporate. Thank you. Um, and I'll run down the current uh, uh, corporate global fantasy Premier League te- uh, league, corporate global fantasy Premier League. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll just. Read the place and then the team name, and then um, rather than reading out everyone's scores, because I think eleven strings of four digits is not going to be great listening. I'll just highlight some of the close the close battles. Um, So, in first we've got, as always, or at least as uh, recently, we have uh, Evan Estes's Bosch Habit in second place. We've got white Keener's Shove It in third place. We've got Eli Estes's Tangi Take Me Home. In fourth place, we've got Smeagol Golem, uh, Rob Griffith's Smeagol Golem. Um, in fifth place, we've got Tim Griffith's Proper Prospects, up one place from earlier today, I believe. Um, in sixth place, losing one spot to Tim uh, is me, I Test Ink. In seventh place is William Spicer's The Bruce Matthews. In eighth place is Evan Hare's SLC Hare's. In ninth place is Jake Hare's Mr. Fantasy Football. In tenth place uh, is Reed Zimmerman's NapTown FC, and in eleventh place is Jerry Groth's Soccer Two. And among those, the the big kind of battles that seem to be happening. I think Evan, I don't know if you feel safe atop the leaderboard, but to me, it feels you feel like in a pretty comfortable position, and you haven't reached that one hundred point differential between you and Wyatt, but you're close to it. Um, I I wouldn't expect him to catch you, but um, is that how you're feeling?
1: Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Um, as long as I, as long as there's no like major injuries to my team that don't affect Wyatt or things like that, as long as nothing drastic happens, I think I'll I'll be able to see it out. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it and- could still happen though. I don't know what he has left, like what chips and stuff he has left. So it yeah, that's always happens.
0: He may have some wild cards, for instance, still in his back pocket, or a triple captain or something. Like that. Oh yeah, that's true. Which um- can do a lot. But then there's a little bit of kind of jeopardy in in second and third place. There's a kind of 34-point spread between them two. But where it really starts to get interesting is kind of um, the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh places, uh, which are separated by uh, a little less than 40 points. Um, And if if you've been following the the league over the past couple of weeks, teams have been ping-ponging back and forth between those places. and um, Ping-pinging. Ping, 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 founding <laughs> father, founding father in the house. Um, <laughs> but you weren't expecting no. to hear that, or be reminded that you were a founding father of Ping, Ping, were you? Not about that, yeah. <laughs> um, in that game, did the, did the founding fathers, who I remember as you, Joe, and Brady, Did you get, like, um, special privileges within the game? I think that was the case. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Maybe. Did we? I don't think so, but it's possible. That was such a good game, though. It was a very fun game. That was one of the best best college games. Totally. Um, And easily, my
1: favorite part was the fact that we all, (laughs) at the very beginning of the game, we all shouted, one, two, three, ping, ping! (laughs)
0: Oh man, we can't get sidetracked talking about college games. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) So there's a lot going on in the middle of the table. um, And it'll be interesting to see that happen. Because I think any of those teams could move up and down between seventh and and really third place, honestly. And then down at the very bottom of the league, um, it's also very interesting. There's 20 points between Reed and Jerry, and that's a pretty recent development. That um Jerry was in tenth place for a long time, and Reed was in last place and so um i i those are kind of the two battles to me, the two battles to watch are the the mid table seventh through uh fourth, and then the bottom of the table the relegation places uh eleventh and tenth um yeah, um, so it's exciting stuff uh be sure to check in frequently and you know talk as as much trash on discord as as you like. Um, Evan, is there anything else you wanted to say about the league table?
1: No, I don't think so. Let's dive in.
0: Cool. Do we want to give our PSA first about um, uh, our upcoming event?
1: Yes. As you all know, uh, Taylor and I, as the coaches of this podcast community and of of you fantasy Premier League players, um, a little thing you may or may not know, depending on if you've been in the league before, is um, or been on our team is you know uh <laughs> we co-own a fazolis um a franchise a franchise and um yeah so at the end of the year of the soccer season per usual per literally for any any other soccer team you have to have a party where you give out awards and it has to be at a fast food or quick service restaurant. And so, what better place to do it than at the Fazoli's that we co-own? Yeah,
0: we have a party room and everything.
1: Yeah, yep, <laughs> we sure do. You get to order your food. Um, there's obviously unlimited uh, breadsticks because
0: it's Fazoli's. Is there anything else you want to highlight about about it, Taylor? No, I just want to. We don't have a time and place yet. Uh, well, we have a place, I'm sorry, but oh, we, we don't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, and so we'll let you know in Discord when we decide. But ideally, we would love to get everyone in the league in the same Zoom room for that uh, for that Fazoli's okay. meetup.
1: Real quick, this is kind of a side thing. Um, I think the metaverse stuff is absolutely whack and stupid, but this would be
0: the only... Oh my gosh. <laughs> That I can think of. You're so uh, right because we could actually be in a Fazoli's.
1: Yeah, I know,
0: right? Oh my gosh!
1: Oh man,
0: we need to get
1: we need to get this podcast famous so we can make money, and then we can buy everyone in the league an Oculus, send it to them, mm-hmm. and we'll just meet in the Fizzolis at the end of the year. Yeah, it would make great podcasting.
0: <laughs> Man. Anyway, sorry, yeah. sorry to talk about the no, you're Zuckerberg. But you're so right, though. Um, here's hoping that eventually that will be the case. We can
1: be- we need to make our own metaverse version, the Fazoliverse. <laughs> the Fazoliverse. It's literally just a fazoli so That's all. You can and it's only, like, only used
0: there. once a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah. So just keep that in mind. We'll let you know about the time later. It'll on. be a lot of fun it will be there'll be awards there may be activities um uh just yeah. Yeah. It'll, yeah it'll be good um also i realized we did that last year and i think we recorded it and i have no idea what happened to it <laughs> Wait, we recorded it i think so i think i recorded it <laughs> did it go on uh, the podcast stuff on i don't podcast think so places? maybe maybe it did maybe i'm just misremembering i don't know i mean we can go back and look we got to make sure. Ah, no, we can't go back and look. Um, what? We can't go back and look. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we'll definitely do it this year. We'll record it. Put yeah. it on, put it on got podcast. You. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Enough about Fazoli's. Let's talk about uh, Premier League and Fantasy Premier League. Um, so Evan and I talked a little bit about the, the subjects that we want to consider and that we want to talk about today, and a couple of you mentioned in Discord that there were some things that you all wanted to talk about, um, so we'll make sure to get to those too. Um, but I think kind of like our CGFPL League, um, there are, are two big kind of storylines happening in the Premier League table at the moment um, from a kind of placement standpoint. Obviously, there are lots of different... Um, other smaller storylines, like man united already hiring a coach for next year, for instance, even though they suck right now, um that being one, but we'll talk about that later, maybe, but before we do that, let's talk about what's happening at the top of the table, Evan, let's talk about yep. Liverpool and man City, yeah um, so and we're not experts on either of these teams, but from your vantage, Evan, um what is there between these two teams? Like, do you see one or other of them as being better equipped to kind of finish out these last? I don't know what are what are we at like four or five game weeks, um, and take because I think there there's a point separating them right now, unless I'm mistaken. Um, so basically, nothing. Um, I need to
1: pull up the table.
0: Yeah. So what what do you see as being? Um, Between those two teams, and who do you think will win? I guess. Man, um,
1: I don't know. It it, it's so tough, isn't it? Um, I mean, they're both so good, Um, and I don't know. Like, it seems like they're both like still just in stride. Like they're playing well. Um, I think I would probably just give the edge to City just because they're all already one point up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if both teams just win out, you know, then that's cities. And I, I mean, I could definitely see both teams winning out. Um, but with that said, City have this weird way of losing. Yeah. Teams that they shouldn't lose to. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very tough, but I think right now I'd give the edge to city. Um, but from a storyline standpoint, um, I bet Liverpool does it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's what I'm terrified of. a back yeah 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 i could i could see why that would be the case but i i think also for me from a narrative standpoint i'd rather see liverpool win i think that over the past like couple of months i guess i I was not terribly connected to the Liverpool team i didn't really you know um buy into the hype so much i suppose until fairly recently um and I don't know something about the past like month or so where, you know, Salah has been pretty out of form. I think it'd be fair to say, but seeing the way that other players in that attacking kind of set up, pick up the slack. Um, and also just the way that they have been able to, in some cases kind of squeak by games. I mean, you might even be able to say that beating Everton this past weekend was kind of squeaking by in a game. Um, the that it's like those those games when you're kind of squeaking by when you're not playing well that I think are going to um enable you to win something like the Premier League. That combined with the fact that I believe they're playing Villarreal in the Champions League, whereas City are playing Real Madrid, which is a much tougher yeah. fixture. Um and may they may end up like having to play kind of like two very intense games, whereas Liverpool in all likelihood will probably win their first game and then be fairly comfortable for their second game, I would think. Yeah, it's um, a good point. Their... And so I think there's that kind of slight difference, and maybe in the run-in it's those slight differences that will change things. Um, although, honestly, if, they, if both of those teams are going for the Premier League title and they meet in the Champions League title, I don't know how good it is for world soccer, but it is incredible from a kind of spectator standpoint.
1: Yeah. Um, And another thing to consider, I don't know how much of this Pep will be thinking about, but he hasn't won a Champions League with City yet. So I'm wondering if he's going to put more stock into those fixtures.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So that's another thing to consider. Um yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting question that I, I'm not sure anyone could ever really answer unless they're in that position. But like, like how does one value a Champions League title versus a Premier League title if you're in Pep's position? Because you've obviously won Premier League titles and league titles in Spain and in Germany, but yep. and and it's a much longer process to do that, and in many ways it's more intense so yeah i'd be really interested if i could get inside his brain and think about like you know how is he kind of valuing those two competitions this season
1: yeah yeah totally um either way it's shaping up to be pretty exciting um from you know everyone but everton's standpoint and everyone but manchester United's standpoint yeah so you know, it's like just from a neutral and for the actual game. And even I am still like intrigued by it. It's not like I am just so bummed by it. I do think that it's much better for this to be happening than for a team to have already clinched it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's much I, more fun to, it's just much more fun to keep up with.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, I I think if you were, I think it maybe like, four or five months ago, I would never have expected to have a title race. I would have thought man city would just kind of run away with it and to have as much kind of jeopardy, both at the top and the bottom of the league as we do currently is like a real gift. I think, um, at the end of such a weird season.
1: Totally. Yeah, it is. It does feel kind of rare. At least the last few seasons, there's never really been, um, both of these things happening. At yeah. the same time, the top and the bottom are both pretty intense,
0: yeah, and I think the 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 argument for like a kind of playoff based assignation of the Premier League title, like you have in you know football American football, for instance, um those kind of arguments are based on seasons when the end of the Premier League season just kind of fizzles out, and like you know that yeah. Man City is gonna win by like week 30 or something like that. And you know, the three teams that are going to get it relegated at around the same time. Um, But it's when you have, I think when you have like those kinds of battles for those positions, it's much more interesting than a playoff um, because it's like, yeah, a real culmination of everything that you've done. And it's like, you can look back and say like, you could point to every single like, Good thing, and every single like mistake that that team made, and be like, Oh, that is part of the reason why they're here. Like, you know, yeah, John Stones clearing the ball off of the goal line is like why Man City may be able to win the league and stuff like that. So it's very right,
1: yeah. yeah, 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 totally. I love it. it. It is, it is exciting. This season has been pretty good. Um, you know, lots of, uh, from a narrative standpoint, and I think uh, that was kind of the theme of. <laughs> of this year in a sense of this season was narrative and just kind of watching those closely. So I'm glad that there's still um, a little bit more to those storylines and that we haven't uh,
0: completed them already. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And uh, interesting narratives coming into next season. It looks like Erling Holland is going to man city, which is fascinating. Yes. They haven't agreed. They haven't agreed terms yet, but it's like, He's he's agreed to go if the teams can work it out, basically. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty wild.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't seen that actually yet. Um, I knew that that was probably going to be like one of the big summer transfers was them trying to sign
0: him. Um, oh gosh, they're going to be so good with him, aren't they? It's going to be so interesting because he's, he's like a really strong personality. Yeah, and- that's true. And I could see him and Pep kind of clashing a little bit, which Ooh. I think would be really interesting. I feel mm-hmm. like Pep hasn't had that kind of like, and may- maybe this is not going to be the case, but he hasn't had someone like that on his team who's just like a real kind of like firebrand, it seems like, <laughs> which is kind of what yeah, all it is. I'm
1: excited. I am excited by the prospect of watching him.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know why. I just real I have a real affinity for players coming from the German league. Um I think there's the real opportunity for them to be standouts, yeah. to be really good. I mean, think about Kevin De Bruyne, think about Julianne Son. Um like there's been some very good players come over from the league and uh it seems like I have no stats to back this up, but it seems like um out of the leagues out of like the major leagues um around Europe that is the league that's going to produce a player that's most likely to bed into the premier league and become a star. Um yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know why I think that. It's probably just like recency bias, but um I don't know. It 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 seems like they they're able to that I guess maybe that style of play. Also, I guess if you think about um like jurgen klopp came over from the german league um pet also spent a good amount of time with Bayern, like and they were doing kind of like developing this play style that they have now so they brought it to uh the premier league and now other leagues are adapt or other teams are starting to adopt it and try to move towards that model um and i'm sure that the german league is still has some of that and so i bet that's that might be part of it. I don't know. I'm probably just um, coming up with this on the fly and just making it up in my head. But I no, I th- I'm excited to see
0: him come over. because I think, I think it, you, it could be good. I think you're totally right, and I think that is probably part of it too. Is the the coaching style and the style of play? It's like you know, if Sadio Mane comes from RB Salzburg and he's been used to like a high press, high energy attacking system he comes to Liverpool or I guess he comes to Southampton first and then he comes to Liverpool. I think that was his trajectory. I can't exactly yep. remember, but, uh, so. but if he, like he's already used to that kind of style of play, he doesn't have to relearn it as you say, and they do seem to bed in quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Also they, they typically have some pretty, um, pretty, um, like strong players over there. I don't know. Like, like physically and, well, strong? Guess, yeah, like physically strong. And just I'm thinking of Holland himself. Like he's pretty robust. Like he's going to be able to like hold the ball up, I think. Um, and that's always like one of the big things um, with like Premier League strikers in general. But just, um, you know, players in the Premier League, they've got to be able to hold the ball up and be strong enough to keep someone off of it. Um, yeah. So I think
0: he'll be able to do a good job of that. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I don't think Holland is primarily a hold up right player, but but right. I think you're right. The kind of like legacy of the like yep. you know big power attacker, like the Lewandowskis and Holland's yep. and Marcus Thuram and um, Marcus Thuram, I think that's his name, the guy for Gladbach. Um, uh, like these people who maybe are I don't know. It seems like that version a player in in the English Premier League is like a kind of like Chris Wood type character who's just a very different type of player. Right. Doesn't yeah. have the kind of like uh tactical and kind of um right. skill the skills that those players have in addition to right. being able to play that kind of target man role.
1: Yeah, there's just this like force and tenacity that you associate with a lot of German players that just compared to like the Spanish league or the French league, you know, you don't necessarily always think about you think more. So with those leagues, or at least I do, I think more so finesse and speed um, and trickery, you know, that's kind of where I, and like passing, you know, yeah. Beautiful things. Whereas uh, it feels a little bit more practical and you just kind of, force your force your way upon your opponent in the German German league yeah but I don't know I, how much that is true
0: yeah no I think I think especially like from an eye test standpoint that that makes sense um, yeah so that that'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see yeah. which of those teams um end up clinching it and which ones end up taking the uh um, taking the the champions league title. Uh,
1: yeah. And then 10 hog, another, oh, yeah. another narrative going into the next season. Totally. Yeah. Um, I am interested in seeing how that turns out because Eric 10 hog has been, has been like, I don't know. He's been like just on the top of everyone's minds for a while. Like, who's he going to go to next? Um, you know, what, what, what big club, what like major European club is going to take him? Um, and so now he's finally getting a shot. So I'm excited to see how he turns out.
0: Yeah. And uh, for those of you who may not be as familiar with Eric Ten Hag, he's coming from Ajax in um, the Dutch League in the Eredivisie. And you're probably familiar with his work in in the, I guess it was 2019 Champions League when they made that really, really deep run with, you know, Frankie de Jong and Matthias Ligt and Hakim Ziyech and um, uh, Donny van de Beek um these even um uh, even uh oh who uh daily blind yeah totally
1: <laughs> daily blind who came man. from uh, united
0: yeah one yeah. of the great names of soccer as well yeah and like he did well there i think uh, was dusan tadic there as well yeah dusan tadic i think dusan man. tadic is still there i think
1: and he had a good ajax team then didn't they yeah
0: yeah Oh nana was was their keeper He's still their keeper, jeez um, yeah, but uh, so he's coming from Ajax, and yeah, that's an interesting one too, because there's like the question of how he's going to be able to coach that team, and then there's the connected but also in some ways more interesting question of like what happens to that team in between the end of this season and the beginning of next season, the summer transfer window, like who ends up staying, who ends up going honestly, with the exception of like, you know, Jaden Sancho and Harry Maguire and um uh, Marcus Rashford, like almost anyone else could go, you know, it's like they could, They I mean, could, could just see Marcus Rashford going. Yeah, that's true. That's true,
1: I think there was talks of him him going in January. I wouldn't surprise me if he left um honestly, it, I've seen just kind of like the rumor mill headlines of they're gonna have a complete like a fire sale almost like yeah. they're gonna get rid of like ten players and yep. sign some new ones like and I think that's probably like overkill that's probably a little bit too much hype there but it's possible that they get rid of a lot of people yeah i mean because he's coming in early um he's gonna be really taking a close eye now from now until the end of the season seeing what players are playing and how they're playing and he's gonna be like as soon as that transfer window opens he's like all right here's the ones i want gone um here's the ones that i want brought in he'll know i think he'll know kind of pretty early um compared to like other teams, just because he's coming
0: in well before the season is over. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who they end up targeting to because they'll be probably be losing like, you know, your Paul Pogba's and your, um they'd probably lose Cavani, although they maybe it would be good to keep him. Though maybe lose Ronaldo, who knows? Um I mean, who knows? And frankly, kind of who cares? But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I kind of just want him gone. To be Me too. I do too. Um, I think I think the player that they'll probably target the most highly, and the player that I think they will probably get is Declan Rice. Um, oh yes. And I Ooh, for whatever reason, wow. for whatever reason, I can just like imagine Declan Rice so clearly playing for Manchester United. I don't know what it is. He just like yeah. feels like a Manchester United player to me. In in like good ways, not not in bad ways.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, when I first saw that link, I was like, yeah, they're going to they're going to probably try their hardest to get him because um that's someone that is a position they desperately need. Um they need someone that's not Matic and Fred. Yeah. And a McTominay. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they need someone that can really help boost their defense without having to buy defenders because they've already spent like a good chunk of change recently on Wambasaka, on um, Harry Maguire, and uh, they brought Telez in recently. Like they've spent money back there and it still isn't that great. Yeah, uh, totally. So having Declan Rice sit in front of them, I think will probably make a big difference. It it pains me to say because I've enjoyed ha- having a Manchester United team be pretty bad, um, but I think I honestly think they'll be pretty good next season.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think,
1: think I, I kind of think so too. I think they could easily be the third place team.
0: I think they can finish second place.
1: I mean, May I kinda, think kinda, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think they could. Fi- it obviously depends on um, you know who they bring in. Um, because I don't think they could finish uh, third place right now with the team that they have, even with Tim Hog, even with the team they have now and Declan Rice. I don't think they finish third. Yeah, I yeah, think I think, they think you're probably boy. right. But yeah, and we don't know how this transfer market's going to go. Um, sometimes it it waits to the last in, last minute, and then you can only bring in like two or three players. So it depends on who wants to go there too. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah yeah it'll, it'll be really fascinating it, also to see just like the order of operations of like who do they try who do they sign first and like how do they how do the dominance fall i think will be very interesting
1: yeah i i love transfer season it's what i love transfer season i just it's love so opening up the
0: athletic and re- reading a new rumor it's oh, amazing
1: yeah. oh man i love rumors so much they're so much fun um i i do try to stay away from like just the absolute barrel like bottom of the barrel ones because. There are some that are just so bad, but I really do like even ones that don't really have that much weight to them. They're just like, oh, this could happen. Um, it's, it's just so much fun to, to speculate. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's nice that they'll have they will have like a big because uh, you got to imagine like Liverpool City, Chelsea. They won't have big summers because they already have like a pretty good core. Um And I think Chelsea might have a Chelsea
0: decent, chelsea might have a big summer, summer in defense, I think they're going to need to bring in defenders
1: yeah, I think so too, just because of the only reason I say that yeah, they will have a big summer just because they will have people going, yeah they will have Lukaku leaving and Rudiger leaving, and then they'll have probably some others that we don't know about I think christensen's well. leaving Christensen's leaving, so they have to bring in players yeah. whereas um United are going to be doing what Chelsea did a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's exciting to me because we'll have at least one team that's just going to be blowing money. And Newcastle will too. Probably, yeah. I I, I forget that Trippier plays for Newcastle. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: he's been injured for months. Oh, man. Newcastle. They might be be good next year. Yeah, and I have watched some like a little bit of a couple of newcastle games over the past month or so they just it looks like a completely different place it's i haven't like, watched newcastle in a while it's like they're fun to watch when they score fans are going wild which never used to happen because they hardly ever scored it was yeah. just like it's just looks like uh the environment just looks so much better
1: wow well, big ups to Eddie Howe. He's really I know. done something there. Seriously. That's impressive. Honestly, it's impressive. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, do we want to talk about what's happening at the bottom of the table?
1: Is there anything? Uh, let's save it for last. <laughs> Is there anything else that we want to talk about? Because let's go ahead and get it. You know, I want to make sure we talk about what we want to talk about. Because once we talk about this, it's going to be the rest of the podcast.
0: Um. I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. I just want to talk about the relegation scrap.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's any other narratives. We've talked about the top, the the top of the table. I mean, I mean, maybe who gets fourth place? That's kind of been an, a talking point. Yeah, so between like between
0: Arsenal and Spurs, right? And neither of them seem to want it in the sense that they're <laughs> no one's putting together consistent runs. Yeah. They're like as yeah, soon but that's as, classic as soon Arsenal,
1: as, classic Spurs,
0: like yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, who do you think gets it? Arsenal, probably. Unfortunately. I think probably Tottenham <sighs> deserves it in the sense that, like, uh, the kind of, like, I don't know, they just seem like, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's, they're so inconsistent, but there's so much firepower there. And I think and Conte has done an amazing job with what he has. I think he has still has some very bad players at that team. Yeah, like, well... But Arsenal are so much fun to watch that it's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both sitting at 33 games played and Arsenal are ahead by two points. Um Without, you know, that's... I think I probably would also give it to Arsenal, although let me take a look at the, um, the remaining fixtures. Arsenal has West Ham, Leeds... Spurs, Newcastle, Everton.
0: I love that it might come down to a North London derby. I think it probably will. I think that's that's when it'll be decided. That's amazing. Um, Then Spurs have Leicester, Liverpool, Arsenal, Burnley, Norwich. That's kind of, that's, I mean, finishing with Norwich is nice, but a Burnley was something to lose, you know, Liverpool in there. Leicester, I don't know. Leicester's probably a win for them, but it's like. Yeah. That's that seems but, tougher to me
1: here. I mean, think about this. Let's say they both, um, for the next two games before the Derby, they both have the same amount of points. Spurs are two points behind. And then the last three games of the season, if Spurs beat Arsenal and move ahead by one point, then they have Burnley and Norwich. Like then you kind of give it to Spurs.
0: Yeah. Cause they have,
1: yeah. you know, so I do think that it is decided. I, it could very well be decided at the Derby, which is so exciting. Wow. Everyone circled There's that a, game in your calendars. Oh, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some very, very important games being played over the next five weeks. Um, wow, we are really only like four weeks-ish.
0: Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's, that's going to be amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of fun. Um, we might have to stream that game at Fazol. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, on the TV, yeah. the TV. Oh wow, that we've got. You know we've got, that, you know, that... we've, got, <laughs> we've got like we're turning Arfa's always into a a
0: pub, <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> What's interesting too, I'm just looking at the and maybe this is a transition point. I'm just looking at Arsenal's schedule and they've got Everton on the last game, and that could mean a ton to both of those teams like it it's yeah. entirely <laughs> yeah. conceivable that both of those teams like desperately need to win that game. Yeah. Which could be very interesting. I hate that. We're so
1: <laughs> bad at Arsenal.
0: So really? bad. Yeah. We really
1: struggle against Arsenal. Interesting. I didn't realize that. We've we've had some wins. I think we've had at least one or two wins in the last like 3 years but man, we a lot of times we just really struggle. So, well, speaking of, you want to
0: crack it open? So maybe there, there are different ways of of approaching this very touchy subject. Um, Hey, you just, just you, I'm letting you guide you. (laughs) Tell me what you want to hear. So I want to ask you two questions basically um, about the Everton situation. And obviously what we're talking about is, you know, who's going to be relegated, whether it's, Everton Burnley or leeds who are the, the three teams who seem to be in contention. Um, so currently Everton, What do you have the league table pulled up in front of you right no, now by yeah. any chance? What is the, what are the points totals for them currently? Those three teams. She
1: got Leeds at 34 Burnley at 31 Everton at 29. Um, okay. Everton have a game in hand.
0: Okay. So, uh, not a lot between them and things could go any which way um so where we stand right now who do you think is going down of those three teams Everton I think I think we're Really?
1: Yeah. I, I I I think I think we are. Yeah. Just Why not? based Why not just, ba- just based on logic. Just based on well, do you want me to read off Burnley's fixtures? Sure. And then I can read off Everton's. I can read off all of them. How about I do that? Okay. How about yeah. I read off? Let's start with leads. Um, Actually, no, no, no. Let's start. <coughs> sorry. Cut that out in post. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's start with Burnley. Um, because they have the easier run of fixtures, and I think they're pretty much in the clear. Unless they lose some games they you should You think lose. Burnley
0: is in the clear?
1: Possibly. Yeah. Listen to this. They have Watford and then Villa then Spurs, then Villa again, and then Newcastle. Burnley are bad, I know, but yeah. they've been on a good run and they have Watford, which they probably should win, and then Villa, which they could get a point or win. And it's at home, so they could easily, you know, Villa has nothing to play for.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, my counterpoint to that is that so Everton's recent, I'm sorry, Burnley's recent success has been to me partially attributable to the new manager bounce, or the interim manager bounce, <laughs> or the <laughs> the post Sean Dyche euphoria, or whatever. Which you is want to crazy, call it. first of all, that yeah. at, I. I don't
1: know if it was just Everton fans hoping this would happen, but I feel like people were thinking, what were they thinking? They're going to fall apart now because he's the only one that can keep them in the league and now look at them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. But I think the flip side of that is we know like how quickly new manager bounces stop. You know, it's like, yeah, that never lasts for longer than a couple games and it ends very drastically. And I think there's a good chance that that happens in the next game or two and that Burnley lose these games because you're, you're, you mentioned like they should beat Watford or whatever. At the end of the day, these are all teams that are, you know, I don't know. Yeah. They're at, they're at the bottom of the league for a reason.
1: Their players are not good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, ultimately, it comes down to their players are already don't have like are not good you know
0: yeah because yeah, if they were know.
1: good they would have they would have overcome the manager's shortcomings to a degree right but you can't blame everything on the manager if you're down there that low you just have bad players yeah um so yeah i get that like burnley have terrible players they're not good um the quality of burnley's players are definitely worse than the quality of everton's players and probably well I don't know about Leeds. I would say maybe worse than the quality of Leeds players. Like, Burnley just don't have very good players. So, I don't know. Well, Burnley have the easiest run of fixtures. I think that's that's not not up for question. Um, Here's uh, Everton's fixtures. We've got Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Palace, and then Arsenal. So we still have two more tough fixtures, and then we've got a run of three games that I that I would call winnable with Watford,
0: Brentford, and Palace. Yeah, um, two because of those are at home, and particularly because oh. Brentford and Palace don't have anything to play for either.
1: Although Brentford look have been playing well. Yeah, that's true. They have like picked it up towards the end of the season. They just drew Spurs nil nil. Like, yeah, that's impressive. Like from a defensive standpoint, they just kept uh, Spurs. Uh, Kept a clean sheet on Spurs, so um, it's not terrible. Um, I would say it's uh, probably it's it's not as great as Burnley's, but it's better than Leeds' run of fixtures. Um, So we just have to get over this. Um, We've had a tough, uh, you know, before this we had United and um, Liverpool. So Mm -hmm. like we had our our tough run is coming to an end, thankfully. Um so if we can just get over the hump and get some points over the next couple of fixtures then we have a chance. We still have a chance. Um I I definitely think there's still hope. Um it just doesn't look great. And then Leeds um they have the, the rest of their fixtures are Man City, brutal.
0: they're brutal. Man
1: City, Arsenal, Chelsea, then Brighton and Brentford. So two games at the end that aren't bad. Brighton they can be tough, and Brentford, like I said, are looking pretty decent. Um, but those next three games, you could easily see them losing pretty handily to City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. And then by then, we only have two game weeks left, and so it could really come down to the wire for them. Um, so right now, it's just a little insider scoop. Um, a lot of Everton supporters are really um, keeping their eye on Leeds and saying that this is um, – if we're going to get out of this, it's probably because Leeds have um, not, are, are not going to get any more points the rest of the season.
0: Which yeah. is possible. Yeah. It's possible. I desperately want Leeds to stay up personally. I do
1: too. I want Burnley to go down. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, the, fact, the fact that Burnley beat West Ham and then Southampton and then also Wool like.
0: Yeah, that's infuriating as an Everton supporter, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because it's like it's like if they had played those those games two months ago, they would have probably lost every single one of them. But they caught all of those teams at exactly the right time when they're all play- yeah
1: all towards the play. end of the season when these mid-table clubs don't really care about
0: anything. Yeah, so. I for my money, I think Burnley is going down. I think I think the new manager bounce is going to implode. I think they're gonna lose games that on paper, maybe even a WAP for a game that they should win. Um, and I think Everton will pull it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible because like I said, we're down, we, you know, we're at 29 points and they're at 31. So one win and we're out of the relegation zone and we survive. And uh, we have a game in hand. So, We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We just need, on, man, if problem is Everton are really, um, they've actually shown um, to be a little bit, a little bit better about this um, recently over the last few weeks, but they are just very mentally fragile. And um, thinking about Burnley, who they Burnley plays next. So if they win, they'll have 34 points. We'll be down five with two games in hand. And if we lose to Chelsea, then we'll only have one game in hand, still be down five points. I can just see that going to the players' heads, and it's over. You know? Yeah. Um, So momentum is a lot. Like, form is a lot right now. Uh, Emotions are going to run high, and if they lose their heads, it's over. They have to keep cool heads and just remember that it it goes to the very end of the season. Um, Otherwise, we won't have a chance. and That's kind of what scares me. But I will say it does seem like Lampard is finally getting some things together. Seems like he has his uh, preferred system, or at least the style of play he wants to play for the rest of the season. And he's got uh, the majority of his 11 that he wants to play. I think he knows what his favorite 11 is. Of course, that depends on uh, injuries and availability and stuff like that and man management. But I think he has his preferred 11 and his uh, formation and strategy for the rest of the season. So yeah. um, that is a positive, um, along with um, the players have actually stepped it up in terms of intensity and desire. Um, we we beat United 1-0. Granted, United looked very unmotivated (laughs) they look like they don't they just want to get to the end of the season to start with ten hog you know it's like they're just done with this season and um they just look bad but we still had to beat them um so they were able to go up and keep united from scoring which is huge which we hardly ever do recently Um, And then the fact that we came back and scored a late winner against Leicester, that's massive. Um, It just shows that, um, that they're still in it to the very end, which a lot of times, um, I mean, how many times have you said uh, in the past, like two or three seasons, they just gave up um, when things got tough. And so it looks like that we're done with that. It looks like, at least over the last few game weeks, even against Liverpool, we, I don't—I didn't watch the game, <laughs> um, but we at least held them nil-nil until what, the 65th minute, something like that. Um, and we knew going into it, they were going to dominate us. And I think, um, you know, we had to set up accordingly. And the fact that we didn't just like Michael Keane just didn't let somebody score in like the 12th minute. Like that is like classic Everton, you know, the fact that we didn't do that, I think shows that the players are, have recognized their backs are against the wall and they're going to fight rather than just give up. Um, and so I think that there's a little bit of hope there. Um, we really desperately need to get some points against Chelsea and Leicester to keep this thing, to keep the momentum going, I think. Because um, I think if if they do continue to fight and we've lost against Liverpool and they fight, they put up in a good performance against Chelsea and we just happen to lose, it's unlucky or whatever, um, Go and then we do the same thing against Leicester, I, I think that they're going to get exhausted and feel like that doesn't matter how hard they try, that um, it's just not going to be, um, and that's that's what worries me. Is if we don't have if we don't get some sort of results from these next two games, I'm thinking they may just lay down the tools and go home.
0: Yeah, um, so maybe that leads us on to a question that Rob had in um, the in discord which i think is of interest to a lot of us which is obviously you don't know the details of you know the financials involved but what would what would going down what would being relegated mean for everton um yeah
1: i mean it it it's gonna be it would be massive um and based off of what i've heard from podcasts like everton podcast and from other like from Tifo or, you know, the Athletic or whatever, just kind of like random sources. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like not be too um, alarmist in any way, but I do think there, I mean, immediately you start thinking about comparisons to Sunderland and, um, like, you said you weren't going so. to be alarmist yeah, this is not me being yeah this is not me being alarmist. I'm just saying that there's comparisons being made to historically like bigger like established clubs in the Premier League that It fell like a stone things, it that fell like a stone, um and the reason I'm saying that, the reason I think it could be very serious is not just because we're going down to the championship, but because we've been on a downward trajectory for several seasons. Um, and the, the board, the ownership, have made incredibly poor decisions. Um, and it's all culminated in what this season is. Hiring an ex-Liverpool manager against the board's wishes So the owner, our owner, hired him. Terrible appointment, not just because he was um, an ex-Liverpool manager, but he turned out to be awful. He, like, didn't, he was not, he couldn't get anything out of the players. He should have been sacked very early on in the season. Should have been sacked in, like, November, um, October, November. Um, As soon as things, like, were looking bad, should have been gone. Nope, instead owner sticks by him and sells uh, sacks uh our board of uh our director of football so just that kind of stuff and then having and then allowing uh allowing benitez to do the thing with dean sell him and then we end up sacking benitez a few days later like there's just so many more things over the course of the last few seasons like that. I think this season has like show has been the worst of it, but um, there's just been so many questionable decisions anyway. Um, so that's kind of why I'm saying that it could be that bad. Um, I don't necessarily think that we would drop and then drop immediately again. I don't, I think that that's kind of rare. I don't know that that would happen. Yeah. Um, but I do think and and Everton supporters are have said like if we draw if we ever got relegated it would be hard for us to come back up at least based off of this current squad like mm. this is not uh I mean could you really see Everton winning the championship like winning the league in the championship like maybe I, I don't mean Norwich
0: Norwich manages to do it all the time <laughs>
1: I guess that's true. That is true. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It the championship is just a different beast. Like there's so scrap. many it's a scrap. And I I don't think that we have the players, or at least for this season, we haven't shown that we have that scrap. Um but I will say that the implications are huge financially, which brings me back to what the ownership have done and they've spent so much money already that we've been at a loss. We've started to get in alerted by F uh, FFP and financial fair play, like all of that stuff. Um, So we're already in a bad position financially. And we're trying to build a new stadium. So if we lost, if we got relegated, lost TV rights for the Premier League, um, which is really it, the big it, incentive of staying, which is the, the big, League. which is the big one. Like you're talking like millions of dollars. Like I think it's like tens of millions of dollars lost. Yeah, it's like immediately. Um. Yeah, I, I mean the implications financially are massive um we would get parachute payments but
0: they're small which are um, which are just payments that are, are meant to kind of ease that transition between yeah get, and getting the, all that money from and from what i understand
1: it's somewhere around like like 30 million then 20 million then 15 million or something it's like mm-hmm. it's not very much i mean it's a decent amount but like you do get them for the next like three seasons which is i guess nice but um but you're looking at a substantial loss in in revenue then you have to think about okay well what about um what about ticket sales are they going to go down are we going to have to change our ticket prices because we're in the championship now um that kind of thing has to be thought about um and and just really it kind of affects everything like
0: and you'd be losing players too like losing
1: players yeah Um, so
0: from from your perspective who would, you, who would you lose if you went down? Richarlison and DCL? I think, I think DCL certainly. and
1: Richarlison would probably both be gone. Yeah. I think that, Richarlison, definitely. Um, yeah. DCL, most likely. Um, even though Arsenal look like they're going to get Jesus, maybe. Um, and they've kind of cooled their jets on DCL. I think DCL would be gone. We can't yeah. afford his wages. Um, there was going to be, I think, Pickford, probably gone. Which is huge.
0: Who wants Jordan Pickford though? <laughs> I mean I mean it's it's maybe I that's an unfair I question.
1: I understand that, but I he would be gone. I, I do think someone would I think th- you're right. Do you actually think that England's number one keeper is gonna
0: be playing in the championship? No, I th- I think you're right. It's just it's just I can't imagine I him doing anything else He's, but playing okay. for Everton. He has been a joke like people meme him all the time.
1: He's actually been good for us this season. Like he's been one of the most consistent players we've had this season. Yeah. Um, Which isn't saying a lot because we've had some pretty poor performances from players, but he's actually been good. Not just like he's been the best player we've had. He's actually been good. Like it's been one of his better seasons over the last three or four years. Like he's been good. I mean, he still does his classic Jordan Pickford stuff, but he's been a lot better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you could um, also probably yeah. see like Yuri Mina and Abdullah decore maybe leaving um as well gary could... Mina would be gone we're We're probably going to sell him anyway honestly. oh really so that oh, yeah that. that wouldn't be that bad
1: uh well I, I say probably i don't know I don't know if we will. I think we, none of us would be upset if we did just because he hardly ever plays because he's injury prone um but yeah, just the players that we would lose would be and, pretty
0: massive and also you can't get as much money for them right because you you mentioned yeah, a fire exactly sale earlier right. like yeah we would sell them you're selling them at a, a at a discount
1: basically right. the best thing we could do is like stay in the league and then sell richarlison and dcl in the summer we'll get a decent amount we need to pocket it buy a few players um for pretty cheap get people on freeze or whatever and then and go from there um, can i
0: can I ask you really quickly so i I distinctly remember us having this argument back in the January transfer window where yeah. I said, if I came to you and offered you forty million dollars for d c l would could I buy him from you? and you said, no way he's worth more like seventy now, after three months of him basically not playing at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. would you would you take forty million for him? Uh, I think
1: that's probably where it would end up going. Yeah, it would probably be around forty million. I think that it would start at around fifty. Like we would, we would say, "Hey, we want 50. I think it would end up being negotiated down to forty, and then that we would take it. Yeah,
0: Hmm.
1: I think we probably would because I also think, um, because we we will be getting like a hefty chunk from Richarlison. I think that also helps. Um. I think if it was DCL on his own, um, and we weren't like we weren't going to get like a good amount from Richarlison already, and he was supposed to be like our big sale, then we would probably be a little bit more um, tight-fisted with it, maybe, or yeah. at least I would want us to be. But if we're already getting, um, I mean, I think we'll probably
0: get. What do you think? Like seventy. I think yes, yeah, 60, 70, maybe for Richarlison. Yeah. From probably right. from like PSG, somewhere like that, honestly. I imagine right. I bet it. I bet what happens is Kylian Mbappe goes to Real Madrid. Real Madrid picks up Richarlison partially or to PSG uh, picks up Richarlison. Yeah, yeah, that sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh PSG picks yeah. up Richarlison partially to to replace him. Yeah. So you're looking at
1: probably a hundred million right there. If we drop, I would say we're going to be lucky to get 7580 between the two yeah i think that's fair so i mean there's more money right there i mean a lot of it does come down to money um i think from uh a, an emotional standpoint from a, like a supporter standpoint um it would be just a complete like mind shock at first um this would be the first time that everton have been relegated since i don't remember we've been in the top flight for a long time um so it would be historic in that sense um but i don't i think it would take a while for supporters to like get their heads around it honestly um yeah, I mean, just even thinking like I'm going to have I would have to find a new subscription to watch them. Massive. Like I don't know, and just I don't know. It's just crazy to think that we could be in the championship for several seasons. On the plus side, you'd win a lot of games probably. <sighs> I don't even know though. We like I that's the thing is like I can't even Anytime that we're up against a championship side, like Millwall.
0: Like in the FA Cup cup or whatever.
1: No chance. I don't don't trust us to handily win that, you know? Wow. So I'm like terrified that we go down and we don't come back up for a while. I think that's like, I think a lot of Everton supporters are thinking, yeah, if we're down there, we're done for. Like, we will stay down there for a very long time. Like Aston Villa. Oh, I hope that's not the case, man. Yeah. So we would have to rebuild in order to make this work.
0: Wow. Um, well, thank you for walking us through that. I, I appreciate it.
1: Is there anything else you want to know about it?
0: No, I think that's basically it. I will just put a pin in it because it'll probably happen over the summer regardless of whether Everton stays up. Um, but I would def- I would definitely take the under on DCL being worth $40 million. I think Everton fans vastly overpriced DCL. Okay, you but,
1: think he goes? But, you think he goes under forty? I think he definitely goes for forty. Yeah, we'll just have to. For, we'll just have to see. Gosh, it's going to be like thirty-eight, and I'm going to be so pissed. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, man. I mean I, I understand your point, and also he hasn't played very much this season, and when he has played lately, it's not been very much, very well. So I think if we stay up, if we if we if we get relegated, yes, I definitely think that um there's a chance he goes for like 30, 35, whatever. Yeah. But if we stay up, I definitely think he goes for 40 or we hold on to him.
0: We shall see. We shall see. Here's hoping they stay up um and you don't have that championship uh bout that you're just talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we've, um, other than Jay, not a question. Jay just saying DCL to MLS. Um, in That's the, in the disc- absolutely <laughs> absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely not going to happen. Um, but I love the idea. I love the what thought. What team would he play for? I think he would thrive. It would have to be a metro, like a super metropolitan team. I it, mean, would be, it would be New York. It would be a New York team. It would probably be a New York team, with, frankly. With the fashion maybe in la team. There. Like, i could i could see maybe one of the an la, LA teams. I,
1: no he loves new york him and tom davis go there all the
0: time really yeah yeah
1: they they vacation there all the time they take instagram photos of them walking around in uh their latest getup their nice. their drip their um <laughs> their uh fits you know they take fit pics all the
0: time in in nyc or possibly in at uh david beckham's miami fc <laughs> oh yeah there we go yeah.
1: DCL well, has the chest to show off, you know? Yeah, totally. Wears, I could see can, I could see you know, him wearing like,
0: like paparazzi beach pics for sure. Yes.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like he's just walking around on the beach with his uh, with a with the like um with short shorts to show off his thighs and a and a button-down short sleeve shirt
0: that's undone. Yeah, it's like a boatie shirt. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, man. Cool. Man, all right. We got through a ton and we've probably gone long but that's okay
1: yeah <laughs> feel free if, if y'all I feel like uh, we only barely touched on the everton stuff it feels like because I've been experiencing this for so long so if y'all want to if y'all want to hear more about what I'm going through <laughs> 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 or not not necessarily going through but like learning about and listening to and hearing from other supporters let me know um, in the discord I'm happy to like share some thoughts but also, you know, I understand if you're
0: tired of hearing me blab on about it. So we need a, we need a, hash, we need a hashtag serious channel in Discord. <laughs> yeah. that is only yeah, for Evan to vent about Everton. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to make a championship one as well. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to play fantasy championship. No, no, we. I will not stoop to that. We I'm not, not gonna do it that. either. I wouldn't know anyone. Yeah, yeah, neither
1: would I. I'd only know Everton players. I mean look, if Bournemouth can if Bournemouth can win the championship or if Bournemouth wait, are they they're not winning the championship, are they?
0: Did I, they they're definitely they clinch up. It? I don't I don't know if they're if they won I it, think, but they're they're moving I mean up. they're at the top, right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, if Bournemouth can do that then we could if right if we went down. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be very sad. I'll be very very sad if we got relegated obviously. I I honestly it it still is kind of shocking to me that we're in this position, but
0: well, on that dour note, <laughs> I think we've got through all we need to get through. Um, <laughs> here's hoping that next time we pod, it is in better circumstances. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I sure hope so. Up up the toffees. That's all up I got to say. Up the toffees from me, too. Wow, right. thank you. Evan, it was uh, good to talk to you tonight. Um, I think we'll leave it there. Good to see, hear from you. Nope, didn't hear from you. Good to speak to you, listeners. (laughs) Wow, I really (laughs) futzed that one up. Uh, Anyway, see you all later. Bye. See you next time. Bye.